Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. You got it. That's the big 5-0. Listen along as we try to figure out our what's next as we venture into this new age of reinvention. Through relatable topics, real-life stories, and inspiring guests, join us on our journey of growth and laughter. Hey, I'm Lori, former Army Airborne Captain, but don't let that fool you. I'm the loose cannon. And I'm Lisa, a girl's girl who loves sugar, but watch out for that spice. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to She's a 10 Times 5. Hey, Lori, what's going on? Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing good. I had so much fun at your Super Bowl party, by the way. Well, I throw epic parties. You it's do. what I do. You do. We were sitting in Studio 50. So for those of you who don't know, Studio 50 is also her home theater. Home theater. And so we we do multitask in there. It's yeah. Awesome. And I had the place rocking during halftime. Yes. So that, oh, that was such a great halftime show. My God. It was amazing. Right in my wheelhouse. Okay, I, someone sent a meme that said, if you are enjoying this halftime show, it's time to schedule your colonoscopy. And I totally agreed with them. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I'm yeah. And yeah. I do need that to was, schedule That one. was definitely a Gen X halftime show. But I think a lot of people liked it. Yes, yes, and, yes. And then we had Valentine's Day the next day. I know, I was going to throw a Valentine's soiree, but I, it, it didn't happen. So. Well, you know what I got for my husband? What? Forever Roses. Does that mean they're fake? <laughs> it was kind of, you know what? It it scares me a little bit, but now I got to keep them around. Mm. I mean, and they're not attractive. They're not attractive. But but mm. but he, you know, he went out of his comfort zone, tried something new. So I've got forever roses. They're never going to die, baby. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is great because we have the perfect guest coming off of two fun, entertaining types of events. Absolutely. She's the self-proclaimed curator of the good life. And I am really excited for you to tell our listeners all about her. And they probably already know her. Yeah, they probably know her. And uh, she has a wonderful and inspiring story. Without further ado, Barbara Majeski, who is a nationally recognized TV personality and lifestyle expert with regular features on the Today Show, Inside Edition, Good Day New York, and others. She's renowned as the curator of the good life. Love that. How do I get that moniker? I know. I love that I moniker. I feel like, I can I be a curator of the good life? We all need to be the curators Absolutely. of the good life. Okay. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Barbara explores and shares ways to live life with purpose, style, and adventure. Her most popular segments involve tips and tricks to master entertaining. This includes decor, do-it-yourself crafts, and anything in the lifestyle lane. Her favorite finds are not only shared on television, but also through her social media channels. Welcome, Barbara. Hey, Barbara. Welcome. Hi, guys. It's so good to be here. Can we tell the listeners, uh, yes. since they can't, they, they're only hearing us, yeah. what we're seeing? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I, I, my, I'm all about being transparent, authentic. So let's okay. go. Let's this tell them what's going on here. Amazing. Well, we... Well, she's, get, look, she's getting her hair done. Yeah, she's it, getting it, her she, hair she's, done. She's, <laughs> she, she's on, we're on Zoom. She's in New York. And we are in San Diego. No, she's in New Jersey. I'm sorry, New Jersey. And that is such a typical Southern California thing to do right there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all East Coast when you're from it's San Diego. It's no, all good. It's all good. It's fine. But anyway, you're getting your hair done and it looks gorgeous. And it's just transforming before our eyes. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, 
<laughs> you got to multitask. We're all moms, right? Right. And I bet you we, we have to, we want to get it all done. But yeah, this is a first time ever podcast hairstyling session, but I'm, I'm here for it. I think it speaks to where we're at right now as a, as a demographic anyway. So oh. I'm just 100%. I love walk it. in the walk. <laughs> well, well, Barbara, that leads us right into kind of your story, which I think it's pretty powerful how you kind of took some circumstances and did a hard right or left can you tell walk walk everyone through it because I, I it was really touching for me actually to hear it and then inspiring. Well, thank you. You know, in 2015, and on the heels of my marriage imploding in a dumpster fire, blaze of glory, literal <laughs> dumpster fire. Gosh, because that's how marriages end. There, it's they're either I don't know. I just think a dumpster fire describes it best. And uh, <laughs> I got diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. So you guys just talked mm. about a colonoscopy. You are not wrong. I was 42 years old and I had a stage three, uh, I had stage three colon cancer. And I know, can you imagine? And it was crazy because when I got diagnosed, I remember thinking, well, I need to talk to some women that are like me that have colon cancer. I couldn't find, I couldn't find anybody for whatever reason. Now, eventually my oncologist set me up with somebody, but I realized that women tend to be a little private about colon cancer. Hmm. For some reason, I, I lost the gene to give a shit. (laughs) 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 Someone, someone forgot literally. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I, I really put it out there eventually. I didn't initially, I was like, well, I gotta, you know, you, you can only help from a scar. You can't heal when you're like, you can't help when you're hemorrhaging, right? That's the, Mm -hmm. the, the go-to. So it was interesting because I talked to a lot of women that had uh, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, lung cancer. I could find every cancer, but colon cancer is really tackling our demographics really because we're not talking about it enough. But the truth is uh, it looks like this is what it looks like now because we were raised on, you know, snack wells and, tab and diet cokes and all sorts of things that I think really compromised our gut health. So that's my PSA lecture for today, since we talked uh-huh. about the colonoscopy. Um, but- <laughs> Barbara, my, um, Lisa know this, my mom passed away of colon cancer oh, when I, I, when I was 15. Yeah. Well, <gasps> um, but the interesting thing is she started to get sick and they misdiagnosed it because back then cancer kind of wasn't a thing and certainly not colon cancer. And yep. so she had it for like three years before they finally said, okay, this is cancer. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then it was too late. How old was she? She was 42. Oh wow. my God. Well, I'm so sorry for your loss. That is, man, that is tough. Actually, the the, the guy I'm dating right now, his wife died of colon cancer. Oh, and wow. uh, you have three young kids and um, it's, it's tough. It's watching, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's it's crazy. And, but I think that, you know, just having conversations about it and just mm-hmm. saying it, even when we say it in jest and they make a joke about the Super Bowl, like, I think it helps. I think just, you know, normalizing this conversation puts a lot, all right, you know what? We can laugh about it. We joke about it. We share our, our heartbreaks. Um, but then somebody who's listening is like, you know what? I, you know what? I, my stomach's distended. You know what? I'm not, something's not right. I'm going to go schedule a colonoscopy. So it's always good. And, you know, for me, I really do. I think it was a blessing. I've been given a second shot. There were so many reasons I shouldn't have showed. I should have not shown up for that scan. Right. Like they, they called me like two days before. Now, remember I, I'm dealing with a dumpster fire and they call me and they're like, 
and I had scheduled it six months prior and they were like, do you, do you still want to come in? And I was like, no, I, 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 you know what? I really don't actually, if you want to ask, I don't really feel like talking about my bathroom habits today. Okay. So (laughs) this close to canceling, I really don't feel like it. You like a dude, if you think I don't want, you know, if you don't want me to come in, I won't come in. I'm very easy to dismiss things. But I think she captured something in my voice. I was under a lot of stress because of my marriage ending. And she caught some. She said, you know what? Just come in. Because I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to come in. I don't know what's wrong with me. And she was like, you know what? Just come in. I was like, whatever you want. Like that's sassy. I don't like the, my world is literally imploding. And you're, you know, I, I, I don't pushing. know. Yeah. And I went in. It was a blessing because she had, they had me in right away for a colonoscopy and it went from zero to cuckoo birds in a hot minute, you know? (laughs) So I, you know, I, I remember them being like, listen, you have six months of chemo. And I was like, well, can we, I'm such an asshole. I'm like, we curse on this. Okay. You can delete us. I was like, well, can we negotiate? Because I don't have six months. Like, I don't want to do nothing for six months. I want to get a divorce and start dating hot guys. I got things to do. I'm very, I'm, I'm very busy. I'm on the go here. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I've got better things to do. Who wants to do this? Anyway, they were like, you're not funny. I'm like, no, really, I am funny, but okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love so they, uh, so I had, I had to go through six months of chemo and it was, it was tough, man. Chemo's a doozy. And, you know, I like to say that cancer happened for me, not to me, because now that mm-hmm. I've gotten through it, I live at such a better, I live in such a different uh, I don't know if it's a higher vibration or that's just a more grace and gratitude and humor and all the things cancer can give you a lot if you let it and let it serve you. And there's always a breakthrough after any breakdown. That's what I've learned. And in my ninth infusion, I can talk a lot. Sorry, Jersey. Okay. And my ninth infusion, I had 12 rounds. It was like my eighth or ninth. And I was like, Nope. I'm like, I don't got this. I like, you know, I got, I did all the things I got this. You got this. They give the strongest battles to the toughest soldiers. I had all the right, like mental mantras going. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't have this. And I, in that moment, I was like, this is where my story ends. This is where my story ends. I'm 42 years old. And this is where my story ends. And I know this will land with you. I, I just, uh, I mean, it probably hits you in a whole nother way being that you lost your mom. And I was like, my, I'm like, I'm not done. I'm not done. I have so many more chapters that I want to write. There's so many things I want to do and so much I left on the table. And I was like, oh my God, I can't, like, I just, it's really hard to come to grips with your own mortality. And I was like, all right, if you get, if I get another shot, just give me one more shot. I'll never play small again. Like I was like, I'll never let the voices of fear, self-doubt or the weight of other people's opinions stop me from doing anything because I took inventory of all the things I wanted to do and never took a stab at because I never thought I was good enough. I never thought I was smart enough, tall enough, short enough, anything enough. I don't know what I I was just never enough. And I swore to myself, I'll never let those voices take siege of my opportunities. And that's how I live now. And by the grace of God, I got to the other side and I was like, all right, Babs, what you got? You said you're going big. 
<laughs> what you got? <laughs> oh, that! Thank you for sharing that. And wow, yeah. wow! I think our listeners can really anyone who's gone through anything or has family or friends that have gone through that. That's a powerful story, and what a transition you made. Well, yeah, not even just that. I think you know one of the things that we talk about a lot on the podcast and and why we did the podcast is Mm -hmm. I think we get to a certain point in our life where we are stuck. You know, maybe we're in a bad relationship or or we've just gotten into this routine that's all about everyone else and we're not doing enough for ourselves. And now's the time. And so when we started She's a 10 times five, it was basically, you know, during the height of the pandemic. And I'm like, if we get out of this fucking thing, this is the front nine, not the back nine. Like we're going to do some stuff. Yeah. And so I think even if you don't go through a life changing event, I think we do get stuck in the mud and it's hard to shake ourselves out because we're afraid. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I, we, we are three sisters from three different misters. Um, I agree with you a hundred percent. I will say, I try to tell people this story in hopes of inspiring people to not wait till they're confronted with their own mortality before they get out of their own way and start living their best life. And it was, I had to be, I had to be in that fetal position on the bathroom floor facing my mortality before I realized there were things that I just, I would have rather failed trying than never failed to try. You do. It's so true. You regret the things you didn't try and not the things that you messed up on or anything. It's experience. And sometimes they're like the best stories and I do, I think, so. I think the narrative that we were told was like, college is your best years. College is your yeah. best years. And it's, we have to rewrite that. And I'm, I want to be part of that new narrative because the truth is every, every year of your life is better than the next. If you allow it to, and you're never too old to make new changes, try new things, explore new opportunities. And one of the most powerful things I did in that breakdown was I said, I would never let the voices, the weight of other people's opinions stop me from doing things. And when I got to the other side and I was like, all right, I've always wanted to be on TV. And I heard those same voices come back. And what those voices were like, what are other people going to say? What are other people? And I heard myself and I was like, no more. Because I realized, because I'd never been in television, I would have to probably do like field reporting from, from you know, some sort of elementary school, you know, <laughs> talking about duck, duck, goose. And there I am, like, I, I'm an accomplished business executive who scaled sales. But I thought to myself, I was like, okay, I don't care if I'm a weather girl in Van Buren, Arkansas. I want to be on TV. And if the one thing stopping me is the fact that I give a shit what other people are, th- what people that matter don't mind and people that mind don't matter, Dr. Seuss. Ooh. And all of a sudden I was like, I, I don't, I was like, you can talk about me any way you want. I'm going to go stand in a storm and be like Al Roker, like, I'm not that, you know. Your fans can't see that yes. I brought in the round brush for this. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> What's so important when you take inventory of that stupid, like middle school voice that you have running rampant in your head and you decide you have, that's a cassette tape. You have to eject that cassette tape and put some, some new jams in. It is so dumb because at the end of the day, because you're putting yourself in the arena, you're giving people something to talk about and it doesn't matter. That's a reflection on them and not of you. So anyway, my, I put myself out there with that zero fuck attitude. And my first booking was the today show. Go believe it or not, because of course it should be. Uh, because I'm amazing. 
Too bad they can't. Too bad they can't see the hairbrush. Yeah, she's talking into her hairbrush. That's oh, I love fabulous. it. I love, I love it. it. And as it should be, yes, the Today Show. Damn it, you went big. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, love you know, it. Lisa and I talk about this. Is I think the other thing when we did this podcast, I think we have kids. Yes. And when you have kids, mm-hmm. they kind of like older kids now. They're right. adult age. They're kind of like looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing, mom? Like, what are you doing? And I think our breakthrough was we did embrace that attitude. Like, Mm -hmm. our friends are going to love us no matter what. We're going to say what's on our mind. We're going to bring on guests that tell amazing stories. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have fun with it. I mean, it's been a blast. And Mm -hmm. I think I sent it to you over Instagram. But we were waiting on, you know, the waiting room for Zoom. And we just started belting out. Um, Captain yeah. and Tennille. Yeah, Captain and Tennille's on. <laughs> and putting our lip gloss on. We're waiting for you. And yeah. just being normal, just Be- being us. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, my boys are going to kill me. My youngest, who's almost 18, actually said, you know, mom, I almost reposted that. <laughs> so I think you're also setting. Oh, the, that's so funny. You're setting the stage for your kids, too, to also say, look, mom's just living and she doesn't care. And then they start to care less as well. Right. Like you're setting a great example for your Can, children. Wait. Yes. I could not agree more. I want to share one thing too, is that when we're putting ourselves out there, we are also going to make mistakes. Sometimes we are literally going to humiliate ourselves. And I think that's part of the dialogue that people need to get comfortable with too, is that even though we're putting ourselves out, opening podcasts, opening up salons, boutiques, putting, you know, doing things, e-commerce, it is okay to not be perfect in the exploration of new opportunities at any stage in your life. And mm-hmm. if you are, if people are going to laugh at you or, or mock you, that is a reflection on them. I went on Hoda and Jenna this fall and I went to go say, so, so, um, sauce, so, sorcery, because I can't say it sorcery because she asked how this this smokeless fire pit worked. And I went to go say sorcery, but because my stupid Jersey got in the way and I actually can't (laughs) say it, I can only say it in my head. It came out sorcery. And I was like, it's sorcery. And I'm like, so I'm hearing it. And I'm like, you know, that when you're like humiliated, you're like humiliated. I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God. And I couldn't, I was like, I tried again and it came out sorcery. And I was like, wizardry. I was like, forget it. Like it was so bad that, you know, in that moment I was a little, and then I stopped myself. And I was like, if somebody's laughing at me, I hope they're laughing with me because I'm in the arena. I'm in the arena of life. And I am the one with who's jarred by, you know, marred by dust and sweat and, you know, tries valiantly, you know, that I'm in the arena. Like, you're watching me on TV. Who's really winning here, folks? Right. You're winning. And I just, I don't want to take that out of the equation because you are not going to pursue new endeavors and new experiences and reinvent yourself without mistakes, failures, poor investments, and 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 starts of and moments of total and mm-hmm. utter embarrassment. But it's part of having all the feels and the experience. And, you know, you have to be able to be okay with it. You know, I, sometimes we may over glamorize, you know, like I, I'm so glamorous right now getting my hairs did. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I think that's so critical. And then I have to tap into what you said about what we're modeling to our children. So I'm on TikTok, and sometimes my talk talks go viral and my kids are horrified. They're like, you were the most embarrassing person on TikTok. But here's what we need. We're playing the long game here, right? As moms. And we are, what they are going to take away in the long run is so much more than we can, I think we can, um, 
we can quantify right now. And maybe there are moments of humiliation. I don't know. I mean, their friends all think I'm cool, but whatever, that doesn't matter. What matters is that they're watching us in the game of life and they're watching us try new things, sometimes embarrass ourselves, sometimes make mistakes, but we're, we are giving them permission and authority to put themselves in the arena as well. And that is playing so much bigger on so many scales. I applaud you guys for doing this podcast and putting yourself out there. And I applaud any parent who's embarrassing the shit out of their kids. You go, (laughs) you go mom. It's so true. It is true. I I embarrass them or I put my foot in my mouth. I say something I know is going to piss them off. And I still say it. I'm like, sorry, I just had to know. I just had to ask whatever it is. I get the glare. Sorry. Someday you'll, you'll get there and you'll won't care either. Yeah. Freeing. Well, I'm going to go one step further and our whole identity when they're younger, you went through your dumpster fire. And that's my favorite term. (laughs) Divorce. Divorce. Yes. Divorce. Divorce. But our whole identity to some extent gets wrapped up in our kids. And I think it's so important for us to bifurcate to separate the two and say, you know, actually I have my own self and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do these things. And they're completely independent of what you're doing in your world. And I think that is super duper important for them because I think they need to be independent as well. Well, they also need to learn that our lives don't exist because of them. I mean, we do have our own persons to, we, we have our own freedoms and they aren't, they're important, but they're not that damn important. I mean, come on. Well, I, I think it is also a misstep teaching them that the world does revolve. Yes. I mean, listen, we'll all admit like all bets are off when it comes to our kids sure. and they do, they're a priority in our life. But I also think we want to model to them happiness mm-hmm. and fulfillment and adventure and living, you're you know, living a great life. Kids do want to see you happy. Yeah. And that you want, if you want your kids to be happy, you need to model all, all of that. Listen, we can also model being, you know, miserable and you know, all the things, but we want them to draw upon our experience in a positive way and not a negative way. Cause that's what they're going to draw to when they're going through adversity. I mean, I remember in my diagnosis thinking to myself, I'd rather my kids go through this while they're under my roof so that I can model to them how to handle, you know, a difficult situation, you know, because I, I knew I couldn't, there's nothing I could do about my diagnosis. It was what it was, but I could handle how I handled the diagnosis. Sure. And overall, you know, I, I walked every single day. I, I did the, you know, the, uh, what is that acupuncture? I did the chemo. I did, my friends came over. I did two walks a day. I was like a lunatic, but I also wanted to stay in, stay in shape for the hot boys that I was going to date after that. So <laughs> I had, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, and I have, uh, that's for another podcast. Ooh, Ooh I got out of chemo. Dating. I was like, let, you came out of chemo as a cougar, show. huh? Yeah, I really, I, I came out, I came in hot. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. It's looking gorgeous, by the way. Your hair's looking magnificent. Yes. Yeah. I want to know what she's putting in that, in your roots oh, yeah. before she uh, hits it with the iron. Um, it is called dust it light control. It's, it's a powder. Oh. For volume. It's for volume. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't pay attention. And then she wonders why I can't do my own hair. She's like, you've got to learn how to do your own hair. And I'm like, why? That. You yeah. do it so well though. Why should I learn? <laughs> I can't do my own hair. Okay. So Barbara, okay. this is a great way to kind of introduce what you do because you know, we talked about living a full life and living a big life mm-hmm. and modeling for our kids. And so you kind of are doing 
this fantastical thing with lifestyle, like making the best out of moments. Let's talk all about mm-hmm. that because I think our listeners, and we're in that phase of life, most of us, where entertaining and friendships and celebrations are becoming more and more important. So deep dive, baby. Well, you know, I, I, my moniker is curator of the good life, living life with purpose, style, and adventure. And to break that down, I believe um, the purpose of life is to live, live a life of purpose. And, you know, I think sometimes get people, people get caught up in the grandiose part of purpose and servitude when really purpose exists on the smallest level, regarding each other's human experience, appreciating everybody who has a role in our lives, whether they're picking up our trash or doing our taxes or doing our hair. (laughs) There, everybody plays an important, we're all energy. We're all beings. And I think that the purpose is to, to purposes in everything that we do. Um, And I also find, I, I talk a lot about my brother with special needs because he's been such a driving force for me. Every time I've been stuck and wanted to quit things, I always think, you know what, if I don't finish college or if I don't launch these sales, you know, these sales teams, I won't be able to take care of him. Like I always knew I wanted to do well so I could ultimately take care of Steven. And, you know, whenever I've been stuck in the muck, he's been my guiding light, my, mm-hmm. my, my spiritual compass north to say, you know what? You have to keep moving the feet forward and you have to figure it out. And I share these stories often on uh, in Clubhouse and in my speaking engagements because it's that's what's going to get us through. Purpose isn't something you find under a Christmas tree or a holiday gift. It's Purpose is all, often disguised in some of the challenges that you've been through in your lifetime. And I think you can speak to this being that you lost your mom at such a young age. When you see other people, other young children, you are such a beacon of understanding and knowingness. Am I right? Yeah. And when you share your knowingness and the depth of what that experience is to help and serve others, it is the only emancipation from suffering. It is the only, it's the, it's, it's transcending trauma into servitude. And I think there's so many people who've been through so much and instead they, they, they dump it into a bucket of shame as opposed to that we can transcend that and use our experience to help and serve others. Like I know that you have been able to use your experience to serve others in the way that, that other others cannot, I have not, you know, I have, did not lose my mother to cancer. I don't know that experience, although I can be compassionate and understanding your level of empathy, kindness, compassion, your depth of knowingness and, and true connection in that human way is unprecedented. And when it is, and I, I say it over and over again, it is truly the only emancipation from suffering is when you use your, your, your experiences to help others. And I like to use my story to help others to see that they, we've all been gifted with great purpose, but we just get lost and we, we, get, we, we, we lame it as shame or anger or resentment. You know, like even my, my divorce, I, I, I use it as a, as an understanding of other pe- for other people. And I, I just hope to help others. Like I say, I'm a curator because I look for ways to bring experiences to help others. So I say with purpose to help others, people, everybody see they have great value, great purpose, and massive potential. And then I say style, not because I think that everyone should dress amazing, but everyone needs to feel comfortable in their own skin and finding ways to express that and know that that is okay to be uniquely you. And I just spoke to 10 X ladies down in Miami. And this guy, Gary said the best thing that I have to share. And he spoke the day before I did. And he said the highest vibration, which you can emote 
remote to connect with other people, to connect with audiences or your customers or your spouses or your children isn't love. It's authenticity. And when he said that, I was like, oh, I'm going to nail that speech tomorrow. I was like, oh, my, I just <laughs> yep. Yeah. 100%. I was like, oh, he just gave me full authority, permission and all the things to just go up on that stage and be my pure and unadulterated, non-filtered self. And it, you know, it was amazing. And I had a, a great time doing it. And that is what I constantly want to share, not through, through my experiences, through things that I find amazing. And maybe somebody else, you know, just finds the permission to live out, you know, live with their own style and be like out loud. Because when you have courage to be your very best version of yourself, you also, it, it extrapolates out, you give permission to other people. And I think sometimes we're just looking for that. Like, wow. If that, like when I went on TV for the first time in my forties and people saw me on the today show, people that knew me said to me, they're like, when I saw you go on the today show, I decided it was time for me to put my art in, in an art gallery. And I, oh. I got that over and over and over again. Courage is contagious. They were like, she can go land her ass on the today show. Yeah. I love that. Courage the, is contagious. That's awesome. Yes. That Ber- Brene Brown, that's a Brene Brown quote. I believe mm-hmm. maybe she, we are, let's whatever. Um, and the last is uh, purpose, style and adventure. And that's uh, when I say adventure, it's all about living outside your comfort zone. The magic happens there. And so that's what I like to curate is these experiences, these, these thoughts, these ideas, and even these things that bring us happiness and joy and connection with other people and not wait till you're confronted with your own mortality to go for it, to live your best life. And that's what the, that's why I'm the curator of the good life. I'm like trying to give more people to permission erase unserving narratives that aren't serving you and step into your power because we all do have massive, massive potential. And there's a great quote that I read at the end of that speech last weekend, and I'll butcher it because I don't have it written in front of me, but the essence of it is that we are not afraid so much of the darkness. We are actually afraid of the great magnitude of our light, of our power. That's what intimidates Mm. us, is that we know that we are of massive potential, but sometimes it intimidates us because we know it sits there. So, um, and that's how I closed my speech. And I, it always gives me chills when I think about it, because I think when I say it, I believe it. And then I I hope it lands for other people too, of like, I know, (laughs) like, we're all like, you know, I have so many, I have much to do. And you guys are doing it. This podcast is going to, uh, you know, what you're doing, you can't even quantify it, not only for your children, but for all your listeners and uh, friends that you're going to make along the way. You don't even know how many people you can be impacting. I can talk a lot. Okay. Well, no, you know what? Actually, it was kind of cute. We actually had someone in Mumbai listen to a really risque. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, we, had, we had an anonymous cougar come on and she's a you got to listen to this one, Barbara. She's she's something. And uh, she talked all about dating after 50. It, her her dating after 50. Her dating yes. after 50, yes. yes. So, you know, the, the other thing I want to, like, just underscore what you said is about authenticity, which I uh, I love it because I think th- one of the things that we got when we did this is every all of our friends said, Lori and Lisa, do not change who you are. Right. Like, please don't do it. Yeah. Because you you know those people that they do something, they use a platform, and they and all of a sudden they're they're different. They're like, wait, this isn't the person mm-hmm. we knew. Like, where's your humor? Where's your yeah. off color comments? And right. yeah. Yeah, so they tone down because they want to be an perfect. Every, perfect to everybody and instead of just being themselves. They want to you know adapt. Yeah, they to become, what they think people yeah. want them to be. 
So we said, mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. True. Yeah. We're just going to be ourselves and let it show good and bad. Yeah. That's what we've been doing. I think that's, yeah, I think that's where, you know, the audience connects more with people that are more authentic. Uh, that's listen, that's what Gary said last week. So, and I'm going with it. I'm sticking with uh, it. I am too. I love it. All right. So let's go into some of, give us some of your entertaining best moments or things that you would love to share with our listeners that you think would people would get a lot out of. Like, you mean when like we're hosting? First of all, it's, okay, there's so many tips. I don't even know where to go with this. First of all, it's the company. It's the company that you keep, the people that you surround yourself with. Um, I think always a fun signature drink is just uh, like the garnish counts, the glass counts. I like the details. And believe it or not, my sense of taste is muted because of chemo. So I love a good garnish, a good glass, like anything that like l- lights me up. I love good, like good lighting in a room, mm-hmm. can, like candles, lighting, a, a great signature drink, um, light eats, you know, I think we sometimes overcomplicate things, beautiful, simple flowers. I think just, um, with little tea lights, creating atmosphere, uh, good, mu- good music playing in the background. Um, that those are just my, that's what I love. And a good greeter at the door, like, Ooh. you know, you need a good greeter at the door. It's very awkward. Even when it's your, it's like you're even your super good friends. It's always nice to be greeted at the door. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to put a person on hand to where to put your jacket, where to put your purse, that it's a great, uh, you know, uh, it's just the smart, I like a good greeter at the door, but that's, that one's negotiable, but lighting candles and a good signature drink. I love it. And I think music. I was just going to say, I'm glad you touched on music Mm. because I'm always shocked when I go to events and there won't be, there won't be good music or you can barely hear it and, or Mm. they just forgot to turn the music on. And yeah. I think we really underestimate how much of a mood that creates when you have that in the um, background. Music and lighting after 40 will yeah. like you can't. I'm sorry. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah. If you are inviting me over your house, you better have the electrician come over and put some dimmers on your damn lights. I am not standing under your fluorescent lights in your kitchen, like with my wrinkles and my, you know, seven inches of makeup. I, I, and I, yeah, yeah. Oh, you hit on it. We can't. Yeah, it's true. And you hit on a good thing in the kitchen. Why do parties always end up in the kitchen? Everyone conglomerates in the kitchen. What are some tips on how to get people out of the kitchen? Do you have any good Don't ones? Don't put the food in the kitchen. Don't yeah. put the food the, in the kitchen. The food. Keep put the have it bright and get the food. Don't have the food in the kitchen and don't put the music on here. I had a 30th high school reunion at my house and it should, we should have had the whole thing here because we were here. Then we went to the reunion. Then we all came, everyone came back here. And it was funny because I saw pictures online and I was like, I didn't, was that person at my house? Um, but I lived in my hometown. <laughs> um, I had the same problem and I tried to get everybody over to the fireplace room and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, when, when you're hanging out with high school friends and yeah. you guys would totally probably get this, that it was like one of my favorite parties because and no, none of the spouses came. <laughs> It was the best. It was the best. Actually, one spouse came and she ended up throwing up and getting locked in the bathroom. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, God. You won't bring anyway, it again. I derailed. I derailed. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, just have the food in the room that you want them to be in and the drinks. And that, that's and they uh, will follow. The music. There you go. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So how about one unexpected gathering or party? for the she's a 10 times five people like that we wouldn't have think about, which is just a really great opportunity to get girlfriends together. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest? 
You know what? I'm sorry. I am a Sedona, um, Arizona, Miraval kind of girl. Ooh. Like I, everyone talks Vegas, Nashville. I just think you want to leave feeling on like vibrating at a higher level. And I think when you mix it with like that ethereal vortex that Arizona seems to have and good eating and you can still drink and have fun. But I just think, you know, being with friends, having a few nice cocktails, but not getting like Nashville, Vegas wasted. I, I, I don't feel great after those three days. I feel bloated and like my liver hates me and I look, <laughs> you know, 140. And then I'm pretending like I'm I wasn't that cool in my twenties, but yet I seem so I, that's me. Like if I'm getting together with girlfriends, I want to meet in, in a spa, Miraval, mm-hmm. Ojai, or uh, did I just even say yeah. that right? Yeah, I'm you t- did. You to, nailed it. I'm trying to talk California. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. So that's me. That's we, me. You know what we do here? That's it, it's like become a phenomenon is pickleball. Pickleball has brought uh-huh. more friendships especially during the pan. I mean, like, and we have had, yeah. we had a holiday pickleball party yep. and, you know, dressed up and yeah. play. Fourth of July. Yeah. yeah. We just have pickleball so, theme parties. Yeah. So that's a cow. Cal- that's, I don't know if that's a Jersey thing, but it's definitely a California thing. It's definitely taking off and they, it's definitely taking off. I need to uh, get into that for sure. Mm-hmm. Pickleball. Yeah. And it's, they do it. They do it here in the snow. So I don't know. Oh, it's fun. Okay. We'll play. Yeah. I'll meet you for pickleball. All right. By the way, I used to live in spring. I used to live in Spring Valley, uh, California. Spring, like in, in San Diego? Outside of San Di- oh, wow. We're in really? San Diego. Mm-hmm. In San Diego, Spring Valley. Yeah. 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 I know it. I grew up uh-huh. not far from there. Wow. When you were young? Wait, I, so I was, wait, I was in eighth grade. It was one year. And so I went, <gasps> I did the Nick Cannon show and Nick Cannon, he's, let me make sure my battery is from San Diego here, too, but Spring Valley. So okay. I went, I walked on the show. I go, I go, Nick, I went, you know, I, I lived across the street from Monta Vista high school. Yes. He called, it was like, Hey, homie. I was like, well, homie coming back to the Nick Cannon show. Oh, <laughs> my show. God. Yeah. That's wild. That's oh fantastic. My God. So my I went world. to Granite Hills, which was, you know, in the same mm-hmm. school district. Yeah. We went to the same school district. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So lightning round. Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So I, I need to tee this. I need to, I need to set the mood. We just talked about music and I'm going to, I'm going to set the mood for this. You ready, ready for this? Mm-hmm. And you'll appreciate this. Let's see if you're, this, so this lightning round's all about if you're really, truly a Jersey girl. You claim authenticity. When you-, <laughs> you, claim, you claim authenticity. Let's see, Barbara, but, but I need to, I need to, set, oh, I need to set the mood here. Okay. You know, I'm from Princeton. Little Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. Yes. Are yes, you a Jersey yes. girl? Mm-hmm. You keep your pork roll. Pork roll? No, I don't what? even know. Pork roll? Pork roll. It's like that. No. It's like this Jersey ham and... I, you know what? Remember, I'm from Princeton. So when you meet, like, I'm always like, I'm from Princeton. Princeton is known for being like, we're from Princeton. And we let you guess if we're from Connecticut. Um, so I don't, okay, keep going. So no, keep per- going. okay. Are you a Springsteen and Bon Jovi fan? I am. I'm more Bon Jovi than Springsteen. You know, John Bon Jovi. I mean, who, yeah. Yeah, I am too. Where do you find? I have stories. Oh, you do? <gasps> I can't. I'd have to tell them offline. Okay. But anyway. Okay. Continue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Where do you find the best pizza and bagels? 
Oh, God, definitely in New Jersey. Um, Al John's Pizza here. Oh, my God. Conti's Pizza um, and the Bagel, the Bagel Barn. I yep. mean, bagel who barn. doesn't like a good schmear? A bagel shmia. and schmear. <laughs> you, you guys don't you don't know pizza or bagels in California. You do not know. You shouldn't even call that pizza. <laughs> and I love California, but yeah. that's like the California Pizza Kitchen. Yeah. Oh, well, well, yeah. I just that find doesn't it, count. I that was unaware count. that New Jersey and New York had a little bit of a, a turf war with the pizza and bagels. So, okay. When the announcer for a sporting event at MetLife says, Welcome to New York, do you get pissed? Mm, no, I don't, but I should. Oh, yeah. That, um, Nope. I, like, as I listen, I have a police in New York also. So I don't know. There's nothing like New York City. Yeah, I, I would agree. Jersey can't. We, we don't know. We don't hold a candle to New York City. See, New York is too far off. Yeah, I know you weren't. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Do you pump your own gas? No. Pshaw. Pshaw. OK. I would never. Final question. Then this will tell if you're really a Jersey girl. You know everything, <laughs> and we know nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I don't know. I don't. I, I will say, I would never because I love my West Coast friends. Um, yeah, uh, no, I love you guys, and I love East Coast West Coast dialogue because we have such different. Uh, I don't know, but so we're different. still good people. Yeah. Yeah. We're so different. Yes. All right. Well, you did, no, you did well. Yes. You, d- you did okay, well. Thank you. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, coming off of your 10X conference and big speech, that kind of rolls into our last question. We always like to ask our guests, mm-hmm. what does she's a 10 mean to you? Oh my gosh, she's a 10 would mean to me living comfortably in your own skin. I always say when raising my daughter, I have two boys and a girl, that if I do nothing else but raise a girl comfortable in her own skin, then I have done my job as a parent. And I think that's a, that is a constant work in progress for all of us. Uh, because we are all a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously, a quote by Sophia Bush. I think that is what I love to inspire people to get more in touch with becoming comfortable in their own skin. I took too long to get there and uh, now I'm more aware of it than ever. Not everybody's going to like you. And another great quote, and I think it's by Sophia Loren. And she says, you can be the juiciest peach out there, but not everybody's going to like peaches. And when you can come to terms with that you and just live out loud and not try That's to win everybody's quote. affection, yep. you're going to be good. Yep. Awesome. I love yep. that. You Thank nailed you. it. You did oh nail gosh. it. Barbara, that was amazing. And I, I agree. I'm the mother of three girls. And, and that is true. I always say someday you're not going to care and you're going to feel so good about it. And I just hope I can get you there mm-hmm. as soon as possible and help you find mm-hmm. your true self. And no, yeah. Yeah. This has it's been so true. This has so been true. awesome. Thank you so I, much. It, it took us, yeah. you know, birthing a baby to get you. Yeah. And you're a busy and girl. We've <laughs> watched, girl. We've watched you transform before our very eyes, but. <laughs> 
where can people find you, Barbara? Thank you. So find, you can find me at barbaramajeski.com. I'm actually launching, and I don't know when this is going to release, but it's going to be ongoing. I am launching a 90 day summer series that starts March 1st and Ooh. goes until, until the summer. And it, it, there's 91 days. So you actually get one mulligan in those 90. It's a, and you, it is um, an accountability challenge. It's so good because I really do believe that information doesn't lead to transformation. Action does. Yes. And the way to really insulate yourself to be able to take action is number one, writing it down. Number two is scheduling it. And number three is having an accountability system. So I've put together, it's, it's a, based on a very simple kiss principle. Keep it simple, sunshine. It's very simple. You have to post every single day for 90 days that you've worked out and you, there's going to be incentives along the way. And it's just to get everybody to show up this summer their best mind, body, spirit. So if anybody is interested, I think this is going to be so revolutionary because it's simple, it's fun, and it's me. So I love, I love it. I love it. They can follow me. Okay. Yeah, it's, be, it's a lot of fun. Barbara Majeski, com, And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm signing up. That sounds great. Yeah. I, I love We're it. both signing up. <laughs> yeah. I need it. All right. Thank you so much and have a very good time with the hot guy in the snow. Yeah. Have fun on the slope. Yes. Next next podcast. Let's do it again. All All right. right, Thanks, Barbara. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Follow us on Instagram at she's a 10 times five. Click on the link in our bio to listen. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe.